1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: More absurd college football delivers for us again. Field of 12, college football after dark. George Whitfield joined by my fellas, Michael Felder, Christian Hackenberg. Fellows, how was the holiday? How are we doing? Good, Hack. I'll let you go first. <laughs>
3: I'm uh I, I'm I'm trying to sweat all this out. It was a good holiday. I ate I ate good. I tried to fast for like the past month up into this point. Uh, was kind of like the wild caveman and deer stands and chasing ducks and mud holes. And uh, you know, I I I put on a show on Thursday, so okay. I'm feeling it. Okay. Um, enjoyed the family time though. I hope you guys all had the same.
4: Yeah, same. I dude, I enjoyed the family time so much. I. I fried a few birds and drank a little bit obviously oh yeah and then then I drank a little bit of the bird a little wild turkey so you know mm, we had okay. a good time you okay. couldn't beat it it was fantastic and then obviously I just had a birthday so we' are we're
2: in business baby let's rock and roll and happy birthday to you I had one on Wednesday this is a beautiful Wednesday been, yeah I'm Friday yeah. happy and what hack your' Thursday yeah uh, yeah, I guess I'll just. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Are you serious?
3: <laughs> no, 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 no! Nah, 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 nah. nah. I wish, I wish I'm a February
2: guy. It, no, it fits sure. though, but yeah, it fits. Yeah. Uh, for for those of you out there celebrating a birthday, celebrating a big win, or you're gonna try and pick up a bottle and ease it tonight, grab something with us. Grab something with us. We're gonna roll for the next yeah. fifty eight minutes. College football. Again, delivering coming down the back stretch. This is the last full week of college football as we get ready to turn the corner into conference championships. And man, there were some knockouts. Field of 12 after dark. You can find us on all the apps. You can get the merch field of uh, field of 68.shop. Find out what your favorite coaches and players are rocking. We're getting ready to go into it coming right off the beat. Normally we roll with the game we just watched with you. Tonight, the primetime game was the Trojans and the Irish. Obviously, we watched every inch of that. We want to get into that. But it determines that. I mean, today dictates so much more. And the actual biggest game we're going to start with started at noon today. The game, 11-0 Ohio State hosting 11-0 Michigan. And it was Michigan blowing the game out in the second half in a massive upset By a lot, uh, at least according to Vegas, no one up there in the state of Michigan thought that. 45-23, Michigan putting up 530 yards. That's the most we've ever heard about a defensive coordinator, fellas, ever. Jim Knowles vaunted, very well respected. Hack, you said the other week that this was the biggest offseason pickup any team had. What was your yeah. biggest takeaway, Hack? Or no, you know what? We'll go Fodor, then we'll go Hack, because obviously Hack, you and I are nerd out on the Big Ten.
4: Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna call time out because I want to. Because Hack, you, I, I agree. I agree with you that Knowles was the biggest offseason acquisition. I don't think the defense was the reason they lost that game, and I want to get into it. But can we get to our toes first? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's, let's, fair. Let's that's fair. Let's, let's dance. go to our toes.
2: Let's go to our toast. So if you're if you're with us, hey, you're with the fellas in the man cave. It's ladies' night out. You're sitting around a football office, grab something to sip. We're gonna roll here. A toast to our favorite player team thing. Felder, you're all fired up. I'm gonna give the first shot <sighs> to you, sir. Where are we going? I'm I'm I am fired up. And
4: I'm fired up for South Carolina. I'm fired, up for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up for Spencer Rattler, baby. Uh,
3: uh, uh, I'm fired up
4: for them. What they were able to do, come on, baby. Listen, rock and roll. Uh, all right. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> hey. Hackenberg, you want to double down on that South Carolina pick, I assume, or you're going to different?
3: Uh, I'm happy for my guy, Shane Beamer. But yeah. – um. I'm gonna go near and dear. Something that I've been trying to figure out. I've got uh spreadsheets and 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 pie charts and string, you know, like like one of those like uh detective string things going all yeah. over the place for who's gonna win the Big Ten West. <laughs> and my boys down at <laughs> West Lafayette, the Purdue Boilermakers made it out of that uh that gun show fucking uh gun gunslinger uh wild west shootout, and uh they're headed to Indy. So happy that, that uh that runner up is all handled. So good for them. I hope they enjoy it. And um Boiler up. There's, That's there's, what we say, yeah. Here's the Brom and the boilers. There we go.
2: Felder, that was the ultimate rock, paper, scissors all season out there in the West. <laughs> yeah. and no, no, no. You no, no, it's oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They, they, were,
3: they were the ultimate Spider-Man meme. Like everyone yeah, else,
2: yeah. like who's who's who? Yeah. You want to take a step? No, no. That yeah. commercial, that insurance commercial where they keep trying to yeah. get the <laughs> other guy to drive. No, uh, sir, after you, sir. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. all right, George
2: I insist. I insist, sir. The yeah. big Ten West. First, let's do our collective toast to the godfather of college football, one of my favorite people. It was good to see him in Columbus tonight. Coach Lee Corso picked the Buckeyes. Unfortunately, the Buckeyes <laughs> needed more than that, but we'll get back to it. Same game. The toast goes to one of my favorite people also as well in that stadium on the other side of things. Much maligned. It's only two years ago people were calling for his job. They cut his salary in half. They did a couple other things that were kind of a little humiliating to such a guy who played there, had success there, won there, and now he's back. The expectations were always bigger than him. And all of a sudden, he's not just matching but exceeding him. Last year he goes in. They beat Ohio State when they come to Michigan, and people kind of gave it that old. well, They kind of shocked him, caught him off guard. Not this year. Not this year. Big blowout win for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Who's got it better than us? They shut it all up. Yeah. Cheers to Big Blue and Coach Harbaugh for sure. back-to-back big wins against Ohio State. Yeah, and now no, we're all go ahead. No, we, let's, let's,
4: no, I'm. I give let's them all dive the into it. I give them all the credit in the world and. This is this is the way that I I started writing about it tonight. It's going I'll put it up tomorrow, but the big thing for me Ohio State, you know who they they you know what they look like now? They look like Peloton dad, right? They look what? like the dad they Peloton. Uh, they look like the dad who every morning gets on the Peloton and you know what? He's ship shape, he's in good shape, he looks good, he's a little ripped up. And maybe he goes for runs on the weekends. He gets the—he's got the running stroller. He's doing all that stuff. But you know what? When that garbage disposal breaks, he's calling a guy. Calling a guy.
2: (laughs) I was curious where you're
4: going with that. So it's interesting. So he's he's calling a guy. He don't—he don't want to get his hands dirty for real. Um, And that's what I saw. That's what I saw today watching Ohio State. I thought it was a phase for them where they were working on trying to figure out their run game, thought they were working on trying to figure out what they do defensively. Uh, And honestly, I don't blame the defense for this loss. I blame the offense. Because they had three trips in the red zone in the first, what, first quarter?
3: Well, I mean, that was the whole – their red zone offense sucked all day. They couldn't score. I mean, they got down there. But they just – they couldn't execute down there. And I think that that's a big issue. But, I mean, still, man – for Ohio State, giving up what was it, five or six plays of sixty-plus yards? Big, but that's you what know. that defense does. We know that. You know that too. No, I know. But but the but the thing is, is they say it, Jim Knowles says if I give up seven explosives, right? Explosives yeah. are fifteen or more. But you're right. talking like 60 70. plus is is <laughs> yes. is that, that's like that's it's like an atomic bomb, and you gave up. Yeah. you gave up. You know, four of them. Yeah, four Nagasaki's. Like, you can't be doing that, dude. Exactly. And, and expect to win at home. So, to me, um, and especially a team that that didn't have a propensity to show outside guys who can win. I mean, you. JJ had a couple wide open I mean in the grand in the grand scheme of things and by my definition you got five or six yards of separation against Ohio State that is wide smack ass open. Yeah, absolutely. He, he hit him, you know, and I I I've, I've been hard on him and that whole scheme in so terms by. of putting him in situations. He hit him, you know, 12 for whatever he was 12 for 24, you know, hit the explosives, got it done. What I was really They're impressed with though was broken uh,
4: tackles, the broken tackles. Like we saw, we saw those broken tackles when, when we talked about with Penn
3: state, right? Well, you go zero, you go zero. And and if you can't, if you, I think Ohio state's defensive backfield has been probably their weakest part of the, the link um, for mm-hmm. a much improved defense. It's probably been the weakest part of their link and the tackling and physicality more so than anything. And I mean, it showed, it's showed up to get them yeah. in that bite, bite, them in the ass a couple of times, but the other thing is, I mean, for me watching the first half, if you'd have told me that Ohio State was going to out them, pretty much out time of possession them, you know, turnover battle was zero zero at that point in time, and they'd be yep. down. I, I, you'd have never thought that, right? And I think it's yep. it's hard because I don't want to take any credit away from Michigan. I thought they played a really good game, really tough game, and they grinded right. it out. They, they, you know, they. Slow grind, slow grind, slow grind. Stuck to what they had. They had two runs in the fourth quarter of sixty and or what was eighty five and seventy five yeah, yards. Yeah, eighty five and it was like eighty five and was it sixty eight or something? Well, I mean, like they that, had yeah. they had like three quarters of their rushing yards in two plays, right? Yes. So I, I mean, great. Like happy that they got it done. Um, just a, a little bit disappointed in Ohio State's showing and how it how it presented. <laughs> I think when yep. you watch the tape, look at it on paper, it was much better than what the score reflected, but at the same token, the big gashes and the, uh, the icebergs that they hit were so big and they took on so much water and Michigan took advantage of that. And that's how I saw it. Right. It's hard to sit there and say that to me, I still, I still have a lot of belief in Ohio state. I think it's a very talented roster. I think it's a very talented team and I think they have a great coaching staff and, and, you know, again, you know, it, it is what it is and we'll see how these next few weeks play out. But at the end of the day, Michigan got it done. They capitalized when they could. And Ohio State, just too many self
2: inflicted wounds, in my opinion. You guys yeah, ever, see that, you ever see that movie, Usual Suspects? Yeah. Who hasn't Hack? seen Usual Suspects? Well, a lot of the younger guys may not have seen it. Hack, you ever see that movie, no, Usual I, Suspects? I, 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 hey, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Point, so he. To my <laughs> point, a, a great, a great, uh, like a caper movie. One of the just think, um, Ocean's Eleven.
3: Yeah, I got you. They're a
2: little darker. Everybody's got their... The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. The greatest trick the the devil ever pulled. But Kevin Spacey's in it. And he comes off as paraplegic and kind of a nitwit through the whole movie. And he's referring to their quote-unquote boss. Well, my boss won't allow me. He's really a demon. He's this, he's that. And towards the end, not to give it away. But he is that guy. And there's a scene at the very end of the movie where he's limping and limping and limping and it starts to reveal itself. And his limp irons out. He stands up. He starts to walk normal. And he's off and he's moving. And he let the world think he was one thing. And here he is, a total different thing. That that hit me today watching Michigan, especially yep. in the second half. Especially in the second half. They let the narrative not just sink in, but stain that they're only a great run team and a great defense. Well, they, they did it without Blake that. Corum. And they did it without their best player. And for all, everybody, and, you know, styles make fights, and that is their identity. But they just kept the air game in the hangar. Don't don't come out here against Maryland with it. Don't show it against Indiana. Beat Penn State without it. Like, we'll just use very much a sparingly, sparingly. And out they come. And Hack, you and I talked about this off air. wasn't like they threw it forty times tonight. Thirteen. Let me get the number right.
3: Yeah, I think it was twelve for twenty-four was, today.
2: Uh, th- yeah. Technically thirteen for twenty-five, but two hundred and seventy-eight yeah. yards, eleven yards in attempt. And they just put the challenge to their skill kids and their quarterbacks. It's yeah, it's going to come to us at some point, and we're going to see it at the end of the season. They won't be thinking about it. Our opponent won't be thinking about it. And Felder, yeah. Look how many guys Ohio State had to constantly commit, recommit, half commit to the box. Yeah. All those defensive players woke up every single Sunday morning reading about Michigan. Wow, they bludgeoned another team to death. Bludgeoned another team to death. We got to protect our ribs we get in this game. Yeah. They go in with protecting their ribs and got their head taken off. Right up yeah. top. And to top it off, Michigan, 278 passing yards in the air. And Hack already hit you with all the explosives. But they also ran for 252. The majority of that was in the last quarter and a half of the game. Yep. Which tells you that's a hungry team, a well-disciplined team, and a team that really revs up for the back half of the fight. Rounds 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they were busier than they were in the front part of the fight.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: that like which, Again, and that – Go ahead, go Hack. Ahead, go ahead. I didn't have anything to say. Well, I'm just saying that now you look at it, the question was can they get through Ohio State? Now it's who can't they beat in the country? That win was defining enough. They're that yeah. well coached. They're that balanced. Take the best player off of any team and put that team in the biggest game of their year, and what do they do? Blake Corum is right. without question their best player. He gave it a go in the first inning. Or sorry, if all the baseball stuff. The first <laughs> series. He gave it a shot in the first series, and that was it. Yeah. But that team did not panic. The offensive line had to have been thinking, really, we're what makes the, the, the run game go. That's yeah. an us thing. That's the five, six guys up front. And then whoever else is given the honor of carrying the ball behind us as a Michigan back, just come follow us. McCarthy stepped on up, big game tonight, three touchdown passes, one on the ground. But they were so completely prepared for every aspect of what was going to happen. Marvin Harrison Jr. hacked Felder, seven catches, still had 100 yards. Relatively quiet day, though. Ohio State backs never really got loose. And C.J. Stroud looked the most human he's ever looked. Might have cost him the Heisman tonight. But this Michigan team that's who what i was they, gonna ask you
4: yeah who I was can gonna, they
2: not beat? go ahead Phil. i was gonna
4: ask i was gonna say did this like this cat because we talked about this a week ago this catapults between the win tonight and cj stroud's loss this catapults caleb williams into the front runner for the heisman correct a thousand percent oh a thousand
3: for
2: sure
3: for sure thousand percent
2: for sure, percent. Yeah. For sure. hack yeah. cj stroud hack what was your biggest takeaway not just of of him, but what our impressions going to be left with from the season, because honestly, the kids still had a hell of a season. No, but I mean, the he, expectations that we had on him and this and this offense were I mean, were they outsized or they just fall short?
3: No, I think they were I think they were astronomical and I think they earned all that, right? And 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 again, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna make excuses for anybody, but a guy who we all had pegged is probably arguably one of the best college football players in the country, all around football yeah. players, and Jackson Smith and Jigba was not on that team. Now, granted, that right. gave that gave room for Marvin Harrison Jr. to arise and and, and a few of these other players that they have uh, to 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 grow, right? right. But um the same token that, that definitely hurts. And that's definitely some production. I just, I just felt that the last half of this year, this Ohio state team was not as disciplined as they have been in past years in the red zone. When money, when, when, when money was to be made and when Ohio state really, really gashed you and hurt you, they didn't kick field goals. They scored touchdowns and they did it at at an efficient clip. They didn't do it. Down uh, possession in possession out. They did it in spurts and flurries. Even yes. even the Penn State game, they did it in spurts and flurries. Where it's like, oh shit, here here comes another. One. Oh great, awesome, boom, 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 boom. They could pile it on, but they just weren't as consistent as they have been. And I think that 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 really played a lot into CJ. Um, I think he executed a little bit poorly, and I think it went back to a little bit of some of the stuff that I that I touched on when I just watch Ohio State's offense. Is they're very very vertical. There there's not a lot of pos- possession passing game for lock mm-hmm. Ho- horizontal stretch mm-hmm. possession possession passing game. Um, and when you get in the red zone, you cut that vertical aspect out. You got to have some guys who have feels for that, and you got to have some timing and some anticipation. You got to have a Chris Olave. Yeah, correct. I mean a Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I think it, it, or you yeah.
2: just got to have the system. Yeah.
3: Right, the system, and I think you just have to have people to execute it right. And I just think that they didn't top to bottom coaching staff all the way to CJ Stroud and everybody else. I don't think they executed well enough in that area throughout the entire year. And I know that's probably going to be a big focus for them heading into whatever happens for the end of the season. And then next year, right. I, I'm just such a big fan of Ryan Day. I really am. I think he's a hell of a ball coach, and I think he's going to get things fixed. And I, I just have such a deep – and really it goes for both these programs that we're talking about, a deep right. appreciation for both Michigan and Ohio State having having played at Penn State and, and played against both these programs. I have a deep appreciation for them and how they've done things. And I see Michigan thriving in the old school throwback mentality that I really jive with and respect. And Mm -hmm. I always watched Ohio state have it and you're starting to see it not deteriorate, but you're starting to see it's trickling away. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like uh, the entitlement that Ohio state never let seep into those, into that building, into those players. I'm not saying that there's a ton of it there because there's definitely not, but there's definitely more than there has been in the past. And I think that, it's just I'll, I'll, hurt
4: everything. I'll I'll, I'll say like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I don't I don't think there are any soft football programs, soft football no. teams. No, I don't think there are. But what I do think
3: is that there is a level of business decision. Right. Maybe entitlement's not the right word either. That's the hard thing. There's a hard there's, sure. I don't know if there's no, a word but for there it. are teams
2: That's- that are entitled, and Texas is one of them. I'll just flat say it. They've been entitled for 10, 15 years, and we've all talked about it. They've changed managers. They've changed coaches. They've changed rosters. And every time those guys – we end the season looking back on what Texas actually did, you can say it's still country club down there. Mm-hmm. It's still a canal. Well, well, management again, Coach Sark. I don't know if that's – I'm not, not saying I don't know. To me, it's not that. I look at this as Ohio State – it's in the first time we saw them struggle. They struggled with Northwestern for three and a half quarters. It took them a late explosion to get out of – who was that? Maryland to get out yeah, of that game. Yeah. Like, they were cornered in or caged up three or four times this season before right? But they were always the able to get out of it. And then and this the, – And then that that they couldn't talented. get out of it. Correct. Yeah. We can just overwhelm you. We can just turn and overwhelm you and get yeah. up out of here. Not against an opposite equal, not tonight. Not yeah, against yeah. a hungrier opposite equal – I don't know if it's such an indictment against the program or just a reflection on how they arrived. They have been so loved. It's, it's, yeah. Imagine it's some kind of mix between the national adoration for them, like the Dallas Cowboys, but also the consistent winning, like the Patriots. Like everybody, yeah. they're both polarizing, but everybody turns on to watch the Cowboys and now give them some winning. The Cowboys is winning. Mm-hmm. and everything I, Michigan does always has an asterisk of well we'll see about your Ohio State deal and they, they took care of that
4: listen State. I I I am excited to see that Michigan the same the same way that I was with Georgia talking to you guys earlier in the season wanting mm-hmm. to see them stretch the field wanting to see them get you know a little bit more aggressive offensively yeah we saw Michigan mm-hmm. do those, those those same things so to me I like that I I really do. Um, I'm gonna I know I'm gonna go off the rundown, but come back to the rundown. I'm gonna move something up and I'm gonna go LSU because so, but you- give me
2: one second. I'm gonna go off that Georgia point here, real quick. Yeah. Alabama reigned forever since yes. Saban's been down there. Up comes Georgia. Alabama yes. never even had a quote unquote rival on the east side since kind of the Tebow days waned out. And it's just like they had to handle business on the West side, handle that, just SEC title game, mere formality, get on with it. Georgia met the challenge, made the necessary offseason changes, made the coaching changes, made the recruiting changes, made the dedication, really Mm -hmm. admin down. And then here comes Michigan. uh, Georgia has flipped the SEC because they are now the landlord of the SEC. You still don't want to come up across Alabama day or night, you're still going to cross the street when you see the Roman army. It's not like you're going to try them. Mm-hmm. Are we not possibly seeing that in the Big Ten now? Has the landlord office now moved up there to Ann Arbor now? In much as how Georgia has done that with Alabama, accepting the challenge, then you got to go head up with them. And this is the second year they've now done it. Can we now say that the, the landlord office is now in the, in Ann Arbor?
3: Here's the thing: is I think that Ann Arbor oh, yeah. needs. To, I think Michigan needs to take that next step when you're talking national stage. National, Because here's the there thing: we go. like Ohio State, Ohio State still to this day shows up nationally. I mean, yep. I mean they yep. they they beat they beat a really good Oregon team last year in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they did win a national title with their third string quarterback. Yep.
2: Yeah. Beat Clemson um, in the playoffs. Beat Bama in the Beat playoffs. Bama.
3: Beat Oregon. Like they they they. They can. They've did. They've done it on a national stage to me with those other gladiators that you're talking about outside of the Big Ten, right? Like Michigan is now. I guess I'm not going to say they've conquered the step of interconference. Yeah. Class. Yes. Then they went up and, and and played Georgia last year, which may or may not have been a fair comparison because of what Georgia was last year, but still went up and played Georgia, and it wasn't even really close. So now, yeah. I think for this Michigan team, the next step in maturity and the next step in this phase for them is to show up in the college in the first round of the college football playoffs and win win the damn game. Go beat someone. Yeah. Go beat someone that you're not supposed to beat or 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 out, outside of the Big Ten.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
1: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com bluewire. That's harrys.com bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: Felder, let me ask you this. Let's just yes, shift sir. this here just for a second. You mentioned LSU. LSU getting beat tonight. They were on that. yeah We got a couple of teams. Yep. And if you're rolling with us, you just joined us. Welcome. Let's just do a quick reset. Field of 12 after dark college football's best post Saturday night. Grab something to sit. So uh, Christian Hackenberg, Michael Felder. I'm George Whitfield. We're, we're rolling with you. We got about half a show left. We had to cover and address the big game. Now we're going to convert here a little bit. Yes, Georgia has a spot, and they won tonight, beat their arch rival Georgia Tech. The end. Stetson Bennett did his thing. All the superheroes did their thing. Georgia, Hack has an interesting point about Georgia here. We'll swing back to. There is a seat. TCU took care of their business tonight in big fashion. No, there was no barroom brawl to be had tonight with Iowa State. Took their head off. Got on back on the bus and got home as fast as they could. Fort Worth is buzzing this evening. There's two seats. Michigan settled the game. There's three seats. Now, when we come down to it, there basically was three teams, fellas, that all ironically have national championship legacy in the modern era. Two of these teams more recent than others. Clemson controlled their own destiny. LSU controlled its own destiny. And here are the Trojans as well. Well, the first two botched it. Clemson gets beat on a late field goal by a team you would have thought wouldn't be sober coming down from Tennessee with South Carolina. <laughs> Gamecocks go in there and they get him. Like, I'm honestly, that's the one of the greatest untold coaching pieces all season. Your team knocks out Tennessee in the fashion they did. Rattler not only played up to his potential, but plays out of his mind, and it's on yeah, your man. own campus. And they come back down to earth, go over to Clemson and beat Clemson, who this isn't a team that's packed up its stuff. They got plans to try to get in the playoffs, too. Uh Back-to-back knockouts with South Carolina. Clemson's out. Go rest. Clemson, go rest. You've had a long two years. Go rest. LSU, carrying the weight of the 2 lost team world on your back. We've never really seen it like this before. They could really bull guard their way into the playoffs, handle business tonight. No big deal with AM. Get on in there, beat the White Walkers. You're the skunk at the party, but you're in the party. You're out. LSU gets rocked tonight by AM. Yep. AM hops up. Now they decide to play football. And now you got USC. USC, one loss takes care of business tonight, fellas. They have one loss and they beat Notre Dame. They still have business to tend to. They'll either see Utah or Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. The conversation now shifts to a one-loss Trojan team who's still handling business versus a potential one loss well, not potential anymore, a one-loss Buckeyes team who stayed in the top four all season and only lost to the number three team, Mm -hmm. although not very good and at home. What does the race look like to you in your mind, as we play it forward, do the Buckeyes have a real chance to put their resume up and make an argument against the Trojans? Felder, I'll start with you. They're not, Listen, if
4: they do it, they do it. That's the reality. And this is something that people don't think about a lot, but there's a 13th data point, right? 13th data point. Ohio State has 12. They have 12 games that they've played usc by virtue of winning tonight they get a 13th game that's gonna push them Mm -hmm. so i think that's important for people to realize and having a, a especially when they tell us in in i don't know how much we believe it but how often do they tell us that conference championships matter so if you win a conference championship you should probably get that the benefit of the doubt. You should get the mm-hmm. you get the push, and let's be real. It's USC. Come on, dog. It's
2: USC. Yeah, yeah. it's USC. That's the entire West Coast. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the yeah.
4: that's the whole West Coast, baby. No,
2: not just West Coast. West of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. That's half the here's, country. Here's the other thing, though.
3: That it's unfortunate because. Realistically speaking, the game in 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 a Pac-12 setting would be a rematch for the for the championship. Like they would have yes. played this game, and then it would have been a a okay one and two in the conference. Go get them again next week, boys. Right so yeah. there's a, there's a little bit of 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 disadvantage for the big 10 and how they and i've talked about this at length about how they've stacked the east so much and i hope i think they're going back they're getting rid of this whole east west thing and going back the, yeah to the divisions the, uh, yeah uh contenders and leaders or whatever the hell it was back in the day le- but, legend uh, legends, legends and, and- le- yeah there you go legends <laughs> and leaders yep um see there we go but um I think that that's a little bit of a disadvantage now. Uh, to me, the only way Ohio State gets in is if if USC loses the Pac-12 Championship game and they're probably going to need help from someone else as well. I think right. TCU might TCU. have to lose in the in there in, in their in the big in the Big 12 Championship game well, as well. No well,
2: one's TCU. more terrified than TCU. But TCU, Ohio State could make it and TCU could make it. You still I, got that fourth seat. You're saying Okay, Obviously, so it helps if Georgia these guys get up and leave. It helps even more. But, but we're 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 looking at Georgia, Michigan, 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 TCU, TCU,
4: and then USC.
3: Yeah, and then I okay. think I think Ohio State's going to be five, and they're going to be the odd man looking out. And right. I think they're still going to need some help, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that they could like. I think people could make the uh, you know again. I don't I don't know how they would how they would. Texas Tech just beat Oklahoma. Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah, Trevor Knight. That's Trev. That's At least half his
3: party in tonight.
2: So OSU <laughs> would be five. Alabama would be six. Back come the Roman Army. Right yeah. on. With no yeah. games left again. The scary thing is Ohio State and Alabama are done until they get called to go play wherever they're going to go play. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, so you say an extra data point can be added to the teams that are going to be playing these conference championships, but yep. those teams are also vulnerable. The Buckeyes in Alabama board up shop and wait, and yep. really just they're going to pounce as soon as somebody else
4: makes a mistake.
2: Make a mistake. It yeah, exactly. comes two national brands that TV follows, college football follows, the yep, national champion trophies have followed. That's the worst possible thing mm-hmm. for TCU. And they're two
3: programs that have the benefit of the doubt, too.
2: Uh, correct. The and they terms. get all benefit. You they go. get mm-hmm. all yep. benefit. Coaching staffs, legacies, brand. And I'm not talking the last couple years. You're talking the last decade. Like really forever. Yeah, yeah. Decade.
3: 15 years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you. I agree. And so that's what it's, like, I think.
4: I think TCU is the team in the most precar- precarious position. Because at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, if you have to pick between USC and Ohio State because TCU loses in the Big 12 championship game, that's the part where that's what TCU is terrified of. Mm-hmm. Is TCU knows they won't pick us. Right. They're not going to pick us, they're going right. to pick
2: them. Which, and we that's the part, all... that's the
4: big thing. That's and why who today we can't was relate so to that.
2: Who can't relate to that, Felder, yeah. Hack? Yeah. who can't relate to not walking in <laughs> with a normal size strike zone in some situation. No, like,
4: first of all, Hack can't relate to that.
2: Well, this that, guy's that's been, the, true. This guy's been true. the man. This guy's they, been it, the man Hack forever. been the man his whole life. <laughs> but I'm just simply saying, there were times at Penn State, Hack took the field and Vegas was rolling with the other team. And there were times when he was a New York Jet, Vegas took the other team. Like, like. Yes, he himself has been the man, but he's been on teams oh, oh, that have that? been under some shade. But I mean, I'm just simply saying, guys, TCU? I played away
4: UNC. I played yeah. away UNC. We, um, yeah, yeah, we were I mean, never the guys. Yeah,
2: I think we're a year ahead of of, of the Tar Heels. But this year, <laughs> you're a TCU. Imagine being in that film. But they've room. already had it
4: happen to them. They have. Yeah. Imagine
2: being in that team room come
4: tomorrow. 2014. Imagine, like, imagine being on the staff. Imagine being in the admin. Imagine being a fan yeah. in 2014. You saw yourself
2: get leapfrogged, right? So but, you know you have to so, be perfect. But it, and so far they have been, yes. And they've been, and they woke up and had a monster night. I think winning tonight by 50 plus points or whatever wound up being. Allows them to exhale and look at each other and say, look, we got this rushing Mm -hmm. out onto the field and taking care of business against Baylor in kind of a, you know, a first responder type of way to kick goes, this and that. And as time expires, you're like, God damn, still undefeated. Like it couldn't have been that celebratory. It almost felt like, okay, we dodge one. And Texas, we dodge one and another game. Okay. We played well enough tonight. They can lean back, flex, and say, okay, we got this. We got one more, fellas. We got one more.
3: The interesting the interesting point, I'll, I'll hammer this point home as well. I know it's super cliche, but all of us who have been in this position and been in locker rooms and prepared for games know how hard this is, and it was one of the points I brought up last year about Georgia in the national championship game. It's yeah. really damn hard to beat a team twice in, yes. in, in any sport but yeah. particularly football in the same year, to go out Hard. and beat to go out and beat—they're going to have to go out and beat K State, and and it looks like it's going to be a, a healthy K State, um, yeah. This go around, um, twice in the same year—that's a tough damn thing to do. So we'll see. And if they're able to do that, man, it's.
2: Well, let's touch on TCU for those of you just rolling with us and didn't see the game tonight. TCU hosted Iowa State. Iowa State, a notorious knuckleballer. A notorious season spoiler. If you look back in their history in the last couple of years, that was not the case tonight. 62 14. It was all frogs all day. Ooh, ooh. Uh, strong effort from Max Duggan, 246 yards, 22 of 30. Our producer, Trevor Valise, says Vegas now has him a number two spot for the Heisman. At least he's right now going. And that Heisman deal fells. We can talk a whole show about that. It was only four mm-hmm. weeks ago. It was Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, and C.J. Stroud. Yep. I don't even know if we'll see any of those three in New York now, although I think Hooker deserves it. Bryce Young's probably been the most underrated big-time performer. Hard yep. to say that about an Alabama player. And C.J. Stroud had his first mortal evening or mortal day tonight, and all three could be watching the Heisman like we'll all be watching the Heisman. Because a megawatt star down in Hollywood's been doing his thing quietly, and now he's getting bigger stages. And Max Duggan, 22 for 30 tonight, 246 yards, and the Horn Frog, 62 points. Two interceptions returned for touchdowns. The defense is starting to click up. These guys look vicious. Uh, it's still a question Do we know if Kansas State won yet or not? Okay, so State won. Be, so they'll be playing Kansas State? Yep. Yeah. And Hack, you've been saying this. I mean, I know it's cliche shit, but It's tell them.
3: It's hard. It's tough to do, man. It's tough to beat. It's hard, it's hard tough to, beat to beat a, a team, team twice, twice in the same yep, year. It is. It's tough to do it. It um,
2: is. So. And Felder, I, do you have bro. any concerns about TCU handling the pressure now, looking over their shoulder, and you got Ohio State and Alabama looking right at you? Do you have any I, concerns about that? With I think
4: I think today was an indicator of where both of those teams – or those three teams, I think today was an indicator of where those three teams stand. I think TCU, they're embracing that pressure. They know they have to be perfect, and they're going out to do per- – I don't know if you guys did this in practice, but we used to do perfect plays. Mm-hmm. Where you have to, like, everything's got to go the right way. And you got to, and if you don't, it doesn't work, you got to do it again and you 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 do it again. again. It's your script, it's the whole deal. You do perfect plays, perfect plays, excuse me. TCU, that's what they're doing. Alabama is in the middle. And then you talked about Ohio State. I think Ohio State thought they could just turn it on when they wanted to. I thought they have been doing. I thought they could turn it on when they wanted to. And then they couldn't. Yep. As you said, an equal opposite, right? They couldn't do it. They couldn't turn it on. Didn't yep. work for them. And they wasted those red zone trips. They missed tackles that led to huge plays, bad gap fits for what is it, Donovan Edwards, for, to just scoot to the end zone. <laughs> And so you can't do that. And so for me, I think TCU is so – they're dialed in. Mm -hmm. You know what TCU is? TCU is the kid in your class who knows they have to get an A or their mom
2: is going to beat their behind. Yeah. (laughs) Now now watch them get knocked out next week by Kansas State. We'll see how that holds up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. For all the frogs – (laughs) <laughs> for all the frogs i'm just kidding we we are rolling with the frogs let's talk about that uh that that front porch clemson we yeah. talked about that clemson out got beat 31 mm. 30 to south carolina that one obviously i, I wasn't shocked by that no um, i was surprised but there was no shock the shock came at AM, texas AM who found every possible way to lose seven different times this year. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't just app state. They had a couple of just mind Mm -hmm. numbing, heartbreaking. What are you doing type losses? They pop up tonight of all nights, the Mm -hmm. fighting Jimbo Fishers 38, 23 (laughs) on an LSU team that controls its own destiny. Beat the Aggies, get to Atlanta, pull off something crazy. Find yourself into the playoff deal. You can be chilling. Not so fast. 38-23. A&M somehow, someway finds 429 yards of offense. They run for 274 yards on the ground on 50 attempts. Mm. That doesn't sound like trickery. That doesn't sound like double reverses or any of that. It wasn't. And for all that talk that we... Laid on A&M and all their coaching and the buyout and everything and all this about LSU, Lane Kiffin getting an extension, Mississippi state made a lot of noise. Arkansas was undefeated all through the first five, six weeks. It's still Jurassic park. And it's not enough just to be a dinosaur every week. You got to act like a dinosaur every week. And if you don't, you find yourself on your back. LSU is out, which takes us to the last of those three teams on the big front porch there. USC Trojans getting it done with Clemson and LSU stepping back 38-27 tonight, a breakout night, a breakout night performance-wise by the quarterback. I also thought a breakout night by the coaching staff and Lincoln Riley, how they countered a lot of what Notre Dame is doing. Notre Dame really well coached. They just have a lot of recruiting work to do. And we talked about their struggles kind of going into the portal being a private college but regardless of all that, 438 yards of offense tonight, Caleb Williams, 18 for 22. And if you didn't see the highlights, I'm not really doing you justice. It honestly does look like some kind of weird mesh of a young Mahomes. And then sometimes like a young Rodgers. It's like an eighth grader playing sixth graders. It's really what it is. Guys are trying to tag him and stop him and tackle him and, He'll run and stop and wait and then dash the last possible second. Nothing mm-hmm. like he doesn't. There is no flinch to his game when he's playing out here. He's just like he's on loan from the NFL takes care of business hack. What was your biggest takeaway watching the Trojans tonight and Caleb Williams?
3: Yeah, I think Yogi touched on this last week and he, he he highlighted USC's last three games and they they've now passed two of those three tests and, to kind of talk about a team that's peaking at the right point in time in the season. It's a team that we always talked about. I always said, I I didn't, I've never really seen them get out of second gear. They still got third, fourth, fifth and sixth to pull into and, and and really, really pull away. And I think today they had to reach into the bag a little bit and that bag was pretty much Caleb Williams. And, 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 you know, Hey man, you're going to shoulder this kind of like what you said. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to be as masterful with words as you were George, because that was great. But he, um, (laughs) but but this Notre Dame team came out and played really well I think this is another team on the other side that that really peaked well I think Drew Pine came out and played a damn good game tonight uh with the exception of the fumble and the interception that really killed him. and to me the fact that Notre Dame played so well really positioned USC because it showed their growth their maturity and where they are right now as a program on a national stage for everybody to see Mm -hmm. um I think it's only going to bode well for them heading into the college football playoff and talking about this. And if they, as long as they handle business next week, I think that they're going to, they're going to be really positioned well to make some noise um, specifically because of Caleb Williams. And I think what he's done all year um, has been nothing short of phenomenal. And I do think that he is the the Heisman front runner right now, Uh, the way he's been playing and, and those Heisman moments that we're talking about, you know, this year there really hasn't, To me, this year, this Heisman race this year has been crazy because no one's really pulled away. It's always, like you said, it's been those guys that had those expectations and kind of coasted through it. The CJ Strouds, you know, someone, no one really ran out there and took it. I think tonight was the first example of somebody saying, Hey, this is mine. And I mean, you saw that you heard Kirk Herbstreit talking about it on the broadcast. You saw after the after the run rushing touchdown he had he hit the he hit the Heisman pose on the sideline. Like he, he's starting to get that that swagger about it. And I think he really said, hey, this is mine and I want to take it. So uh really excited about this USC team. And again, they're playing with house money this year. And yeah. I think it's I think it's a great thing that, that they're exceeding expectations and they're positioning themselves to to possibly make a hell of a run here. Um that could be something that you're going to see a couple of the SPN 30 for thirties on with yeah. Lincoln Riley coming in there and, and, you know, bringing in a whole 25 guys of free agents and putting them together and going out there and making some noise in the college football playoff and possibly winning the whole damn thing. So uh, real excited about it. Uh, the PAC 12 came out and showed out this year, I think more so than, than anyone expected. And, and USC handled that, handled that conference, handled that schedule and handled every task. Um, with the exception of the slip up at Utah, Uh very, uh, very um, well. So excited about this team for me. I, I was I was impressed.
2: Felder, last week you said TCU is a team of destiny. Maybe it was two weeks ago, but that was one of your recent thoughts about them. So far, that's bearing out. Do you think destiny sprinkled a little something on this Trojan crew? Who I said probably only a couple weeks ago, they just started taking the name tags off in the building. Now they know each other. Now they know where each other, you know, where they can find each other. Now they got everybody's phone number in the team room. <laughs> We're starting to get to watch this thing. They used to show up to the game and just pay the bill almost with exact change. Beat Cal by a touchdown. Beat Arizona yeah. by a touchdown. Uh-huh. Your thoughts now after watching them tonight against a really, really game Notre Dame team. I think that this is a team
4: that, again, they are growing together. I also think that growing part of growing together is his coaching staff. And, and hack, I'm sure you've seen this with Parker Washington at Penn State.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We're seeing it with Jordan Addison at USC where they're hiding him. You put him in the backfield. like literally they had a play where you run your your running back is your number one wide receiver all the way out to the left your number one wide receiver is just hanging out next to the quarterback. And then you run a wheel and a linebacker's trying to cover him. And that's the stuff that I'm really loving about this USC team. I, I'm loving the wrinkles, the, the, the little, the wrinkles, the spice. You mentioned the destiny sprinkle on them. I think this is what destiny is sprinkling on them. It's a really good coaching staff and a really good coach in Lincoln Riley. That's decided, Hey, you know what? Let's make it hard for everybody else. We got good guys. Uh, whether they were here already or we got them through the portal, we got dudes. We Lincoln's got always dudes. kind
3: of done that, too. I mean, yeah. even going back to his Oklahoma days, he always did that. Going back to ECU. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I love that. But that's the thing. Like, as a defensive guy,
3: mm-hmm.
4: I know you guys are both offensive guys. So you're like, yeah, what can we do to make it hard? And I'm like, this is terrifying to me. Because I think about it as, like, as a slow football player. Like the idea of being like, oh, I'm coming down in flex zone to Y, and then all of a sudden there's a wide receiver there and not a tight end. I'm
2: in trouble. This is bad for me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the, I'm uh, looking at my chops. I, I'm excited for this. And Trevor, our producer, you guys at home, I think we could find this out. This has to be the highest rated Pac 12 game of the season. Both because of the two brands plan, both because it was at a a primetime game that the East Coast could also watch. That's not going to end at 2 a.m. in the morning. And you got this megawatt star that has only looked like a megawatt star all year. Sure. And you have a frontline, big time, big game coach who's only looked like that all year. When you look at Lincoln Riley and USC made that hundred plus million dollar commitment, look like it made sense. Then you got Brian Kelly. LSU went up there, made a hundred million dollar commitment. Absolutely made sense. This is his first year in the building. You think he's walked all the mm-hmm. way around that whole football building yet?
4: See, let he- me ask you. Let yeah. me ask you something. What did you think about LSU in that ball game? Because it to me, it looked like they took. It looked like they they pumped their brakes really hard in the back
2: half of that game. I think it's hard to say. I think those two teams are rivals. Like. They're the next closest power five school in distance to each other. So a lot of those kids have played against each other. You're talking about an LSU team. Who knows how their building has been handling it, even with the veteran staff. We talked about that with TCU. Hell, we talked about that with South Carolina getting past Tennessee, getting sober enough to come in there and handle business at Clemson. Who knows what was going on at LSU. Still their first year. To that, though, LSU went out and made that advance on Brian Kelly. It paid off, and now we have breaking news about Nebraska. And the killer part is I just got to rap with him just a couple of days ago and Matt Rule, Nebraska signing Matt Rule to an eight-year deal. Who I saw. knows how many centuries of football is he going to have to advance Nebraska forward to get <laughs> into this deal, but, hack you're talking about the great former Nebraska teams recruited well from Texas. They recruited well from California. Obviously they competed in the Midwest. Matt rule. Now some investment, I don't have the dollar figure yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trevor will know, but an eight year commitment, you know, it's not for 20 bucks an hour. Yep. Nebraska finally stepping in there, going and finding themselves a real offensive visionary. And a general, look what he did, two 10-win seasons at Temple, then goes down and flips a Baylor team that was on its back to winning a Big Big 12 championship before he goes up to the NFL. Now he's back in college football, refreshed. I'm sure he's looking forward to being back on a campus, and it's Nebraska. They sell out. They sell out with all these losing seasons. That is the pro team in the state of Nebraska. What are your main thoughts there hack on um on Matt Rule and Nebraska's uh chance to uh make yep. such a splash on that
3: Yeah no I I have a ton of respect for Rule he's a, he's a Penn Stater uh actually grew up in state college um mm-hmm. I think his <clears throat> um his mentality really fits well and, and I think it's partially that experience I think the Penn State Nebraska type of mentality is is something that travels and I think that's a program that needs a little bit of that retro reminder of who they were and what they need to be from a core foundational standpoint in terms of what's, what are the pillars you're going to build your program on? Are you going to be tough? Are you going to be physical? What, what are you going to be? And I think really's going to bring the right things in um, to Nebraska uh, to, to get them headed on the right track. I think it's been a program that really since Bo Pelini has been in turmoil with that and an and identity of who they are at, at its core. Um, I think the, the, the success that he had at Baylor is going to be really big for him. And from a recruiting standpoint, in terms of having ties to the Midwest, Texas, Oklahoma, like that whole South East South mid mid South region. I think that's going to be big, going to have to obviously venture out to California, like you said, but he's to me, I think he's, he's like you said, refreshed, going to have a really good mindset coming into it. And he's going to have, he's going to have the plan. Right, Mm -hmm. He's going to have the big picture plan and the foundation built. And I think he's tooled enough and he has had enough experiences of building programs the right way to go get the right pieces. And now he has the portal that he can play with. He's going to definitely put a great staff together. Mm -hmm. And I I, I just think that it was a hell of a hire, home run hire. I didn't think that Nebraska was going to be able to pull somebody like that there with everything that was going on. They did it. And I think he's going to do a damn good job as long as they give him time let him settle in, let him figure things out, get the right pieces there. I think he, it, it's a, it's really a great fit mentality wise. And I think that that's even bigger than sometimes X's and O's and all the other bullshit that comes into football. It's a great fit from a core foundational principle standpoint. And I think that that could make that team pretty dangerous out there. And in, 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 in however long the, the, uh, the West is, I think that that team could be dangerous here in the next five years.
2: Fodor, the big 10 as of last year, had no coaching changes. They had no coaching changes. Brett Bielema came in late at Illinois, uh-huh. and then Frost got, Coach Frost got fired, it feels like, as soon as they got back from Ireland. I know he made a few more games after that. <laughs> but, the, but the rich keep getting richer. They have rock star coaches all across the land there, and even some lesser knowns when you talk about uh, Coach Brom and his staff, Coach nah. Fitzgerald and their staff, they've been to two Big Ten championships at Northwestern. Everything now that they're doing in Illinois under new management, the fighting Trevor valises it's a new ball game, and now Nebraska turns the lights on. And they decide to go get themselves a commander-in-chief in Matt rule. You get two 10-win seasons at Temple, and you do everything you did down at Baylor. This might be the highest floor he's ever had a chance to start out on in his college tenure, and you see what he's been able to do with these other reboot, retool programs. Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do at Nebraska, but it's still Nebraska. Is Nebraska still Nebraska? Well, it's a good question. Look at I. I say that because look at the Trojans. The Trojans have been out in the wilderness for the last ten years. Those that's not the same. You you think that USC is the same as Nebraska? Well, I think everything is relative, but with the right leadership, and obviously they're well-supported at Nebraska. Sure. No, it's a different animal. USC is kind of the Ferrari that needed a a few things, but Nebraska, first he's got to get that horse and wagon and horse and buggy shit out of there first. (laughs) Then he's going to have to clear out all the stalls. I would just burn it. And start building your hangar, get some of that new weaponry, start doing some of that new age stuff.
3: He can do it faster than ever.
2: He can well, do it faster, he than, can ever. Do it faster He's in than ever. portal now. What hack was saying? Well, right I was gonna fast. ask, what about Wisconsin? What about Wisconsin? Well, I think they Jim Leonard, I think they got their guy. I think sure. they got Jim hey, Leonard. They could go flirt. if they wanted to. They, can,
4: no, it's not about I'm not not, not I'm not talking who mm-hmm. hires, like who can
2: who can go to scale? Who could scale faster? Oh uh, honestly, the, the portal is your ultimate game changer. Right. Lincoln Riley and his his pro personnel Mel, staff, Mel Tucker guys. He Mel, Tucker
4: at, Mel Tucker did it at Michigan State a With year Wake ago. Wake right? Forest
2: running back. What, what's my guy's yeah. name? A seahawk. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Walker. Kenneth Walker. What free agency has changed everything. It's changed mm-hmm. everything. You sure. can be You can be way out there at the edge of the world, and then you can be running the world within three, four, five, six USC sign forty plus guys. uh, Hack, how old are you? Twenty-seven.
4: Twenty seven. How good was Nebraska when you were growing up?
3: I mean, when I was really little, they were good. (laughs) And then (laughs) then, right.
4: And at least Wisconsin's been good since then.
3: Yeah, true. I agree with you. I think Wisconsin has the benefit of, of of more recent success. If you're talking about trying to to touch kids that are recruiting, that say, right, unless unless you're really like a college football savant and you have people around you who talk about college football and you nerd out right. about this shit, you go to the average kid's doorstep, they're not going to go, oh shit, Nebraska, like me. I'd go oh shit Nebraska because of the respect but that you, I have for what Nebraska was, right?
4: But you you played with kids, you had kids <laughs> on your team. You had contributors on your college football team who were like,
3: "Nebraska was good. Where is Nebraska?" Right. 100%. 100%. But the point is is what I'm saying is, is I think Ruly is more of a dynamic He's the right think, he's he's the right yes. person to do it. He's yes. the right person to do it, right? It's yes. it had I said this it's from the beginning. It's all him. The Nebraska home, the Nebraska hire had to be a home run. If they didn't hit a home run here and if they try to push this guy out too fast, they are done. Bingo. They're in the, they're in the dark ages. They're in the stall. They're trying to figure out what electricity is again. Yes. They're trying to figure everything out.
2: But you're remember, kidding. here's that new the, game changer. The portal. Correct. Nebraska, and I you. you got I don't know it really can hit that. If John Deere really, Deer really based up there or not, get John yeah. Deere to get you a couple little nil dollars. Warren Buffett sitting up there. You got a couple of little seed com- companies agree. and some some cattle farming stuff. You can get some things going on up there in Nebraska to get some and guys I'm, going. And the big that, thing
3: is, is they got they got playing time to offer right now. Oh yeah, and that's that's oh yeah. the big thing. That's too, the, too, the you know? biggest part you're of going. It. If you're going into the portal, right? If you're going to say the portal is going to be my thing, you need to be prepared to say. Nobody is safe. Nobody, is safe. Nobody is safe.
2: There's not. Yes. There's not
3: one safe part in my roster. Whoever wants to come here, you can play tomorrow. If down you to the, and that's down how Ruley's going to gonna do it. Down to the long
2: snapper. That's i Down exactly. to the long snapper and the water boy. That's what.
4: Yeah. And that's Matt Rule's going to have to do that. But that's exactly what Lincoln Riley did. Right. He said, "Hey, if you're listen, every job is up for grabs. Come and get it."
2: But it's going to start with that quarterback. And that's the big reason why USC was able to hit the ground and roll. Coach uh, Sonny Dykes had a guy there, didn't quite think he was going to be the guy, and he winds up rolling back in. Now he's going to roll his way right to New York and hopefully on into the playoffs with Max Duggan. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you guys roll with us next week. Conference championships will get uh, settled and, and solidified. We'll be here with you. On behalf yeah. of Christian Hackenberg, Michael Felder, Trevor Valise, George Whitfield, Field of Twelve After Dark. Catch you next week.